Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our studio audience in Burbank, California. (laughs) (laughs) That's where they used to, I don't know if they still do uh, film like the game shows. Burbank, California, Price is Right, things like that. You dating yourself, dear? Yeah. Welcome back, well, everyone. Price is Right is still on. Okay. Very Welcome well. back. Welcome to... back, everyone. Yes. Okay. Welcome back, everyone. This is Doug. This is Renee. <laughs> and we are married life. Married life. Married life. Married life. I don't have a ditty for you today. Married life. It is a ditty. She said that to me. If you listen to the last podcast, she texted me a ditty. Yes, it means a little tune, a little song, D-I-T-T-Y. Yes. Yeah, she was I like, know I did not make it up. making it up. Yeah, when, it whenever he called me out on something, I'm like, okay, let me look it up and make sure I'm not making stuff up because you know how we do sometimes. Uh, like, I say we. I say let's keep it, keep it real. You yeah. know sometimes out there you heard somebody else say something and then you say it and you don't even know what it means. Uh-oh. <laughs> but we do But but we try to mm-hmm. For the most part And if I don't I like to stand corrected Okay well, You know I like would. we used to say, Tell our kids They say word They were saying words When they were little We was like What does that mean They would say I don't know We like Don't, say it. don't, don't say, say it If you don't know what it means Don't say it Don't say it Don't come up in here Talking no stuff Exactly Don't start none Won't be done Don't All put right. those words Out in the atmosphere Especially if you don't know What you're saying Exactly yes. I try, I try to uh, 89.75% of the time. <laughs> I try to what? Know what I'm talking about. Know oh. what I'm saying. Don't just throw words out there. Just be out there all willy-nilly. Ex- ex- exactly. Words out in the atmosphere. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, some people say the universe, but anyway. Anywho. The atmosphere. So we are talking about... Okay, I was trying to, I was, I was throwing you a, oh, a lob, an uh, 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 alley-oop. Okay, faith and? Trust. Okay, that's our new topic for this week. I'm going to apologize in advance. Normally, I don't say this, and um, faith is a good word. My husband um, and I, we both have our own level of faith. I am not feeling well. If you can tell in this podcast, I'm just going to keep it 100 with y'all, but it has been our commitment to do these podcasts weekly. So my husband continues to move under the guise of faith that my wife feels fine. Um, And I walk by faith that, yes, I feel fine. God is going to heal me. But realistically, I'm just keeping it 100 with y'all. If I don't sound like myself, it's because I don't feel like myself. But we're going to stay true to our commitment to God and this week's topic is, let me see if I could do it a little bit better, dear. Faith and trust. <laughs> yeah, because I guess you... I'm just saying, I saw the look on your face. You was like, faith and trust. I, I, was, I was trying. You was trying uh, to throw me the... You didn't throw me the alley you. you oh, you my bad. up the alley. Uh, my bad. I'm up in the air, like, waiting for the alley, I'm waiting. Yeah, man. That, I'm waiting for it. Yeah, that was just a pass for you to just do a layup. Yeah. No alley-oop on this yeah. one. Yeah. Sorry, we're using basketball analogy. We're basketball fans in this house. 
Anyway, so <clears throat> Douglas and I, at the end of our last topic, mm-hmm. uh we both looked at each other saying, you know, God didn't give us anything yet. And then the very next day, Doug said, I believe God gave me faith. And I said, okay. And I believe it was two days later when I was in prayer, God gave me the word trust. And I, you know, I told Doug, I said, okay, I heard the word trust. And so that's not to say that God contradicted himself. We're going to talk about faith. We're going to and, talk about trust. And we're going to talk about trust. And I believe that trust and faith go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. That that um, trust is definitely an element of faith. And so my thought process when I was, when I heard that in my spirit is, Lord, what, in what context do you want us to talk about trust? So I'll, I'll start with trust a little bit. And Douglas will talk on uh, faith and or chime in on trust. I can chime in as, on trust as the Lord leads him. As the Lord leads me. But um, God said, "Trust in God, and trust each other." And I think in marriage, that is so important, specifically in that order. Uh, trusting God is is believing God's truth, which is His word. Believing God's ability. God is omnipotent, means he's all-powerful, um, and believe in God's uh, strength. Um, and to put it simply, trusting in God means believing what he says about himself, which is in his word. The 66 books of the Bible um, talks about God and who he is and what he has done and what he continues to do in this world. Um, believe what he says about the world, believe what he says about you. Um, because a lot of times, just like I was saying earlier, I don't feel good, but I know that there are many scriptures in the Bible that says I'm healed by Jesus stripes. And so we have to trust and believe his word about ourselves, that we're wonderfully and beautifully made. And trusting is a choice. That's not something that you can just, you know, automatically, you have to, you have to be intent. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. You have to be intentional. You have to be purposeful about trusting. It's not a feeling. I don't feel like trusting today. I've never heard anybody say that. I haven't either, but that just dropped in my spirit. I I don't feel like trusting today, or maybe they don't say it. But they feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible tells us repeatedly God loves us and he always keeps his promises. We have to trust that. And I love something that my prayer partner says. She says it like this. Trust God when you cannot trace God. Sometimes in your circumstances, in your situations, you don't see any trace of God in that situation. You don't see any trace of his word. You don't see any trace of his promises. And that's where faith comes into play. You, you have to believe it when you can't see it. And it's the same thing with trusting your spouse. And that's a big issue that we'll probably tackle in the next few weeks about trusting your spouse because... When trust is broken, you have to mm. really be intentional 
and make a choice that even though you have betrayed me, even though you have broken trust, even though you've misled me or you, you, you know, lied to me, mm. whatever the case may be, you have to still choose to trust them. And that's where trusting God first and foremost yep. comes into play. Because sometimes maybe you can't trust your spouse, but you're trusting God to work on your spouse and you're trusting God to work on you so you can get to a place where you can start trusting your spouse. And maybe they didn't break your trust. Maybe someone else did. And this is a good segue or a point to make for singles that if you have had your trust broken before and you have a hard time trusting people, don't get married. And I'm just keeping it 100 with you. I'm keeping it don't real. Don't get married right now to that, do, to get healed. Exactly. That. Yeah. Don't, don't get married with, with distrust. Yeah. Don't take that type of baggage into a relationship because what ends up happening is you start projecting what happened with, with somebody else onto your spouse and that's not fair to them. And if you have a trust issue, you definitely want to um, be in prayer and possibly go to counseling to deal with those trust issues. So my wife said she wasn't feeling good. And you just talked for like 10 minutes straight. <laughs> I was just letting you go. I was like, she's just going to go. You talked the whole podcast and I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, I'm, said, I'm, I'm here. I may as well let God use me, right? There you go. There you go. Let him. You, you, how do how, how they say that? Let him use you. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> use him, Lord. Use him, Lord. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> We're just talking about saying stuff we don't know. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you started it. You started it. I just fl- I just flow with you. You was talking about trusting mm-hmm. each other, trusting mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. trusting each other. And when you said trusting each other, one of the things I thought of immediately and is communication. That if we can't communicate, we're going to have a hard time trusting each other. Right, because I I know, and I, and I don't know if it's biblical or not. Where it says actions speak louder than words, but I need to be able to talk to you, and I need for you to hear my heart. But if we can't communicate on some level, then I don't. And again, this is just my opinion. I think we're going to have a hard time trusting each other. Mm-hmm. And you touched on something, you know, about earlier when you said, "Well, maybe your spouse doesn't trust you," and they may have a good good reason not to trust you because you're not trustworthy. Mm. I mean, that's, that's just call it what it is. You know, you say you go into the store and come home two hours later and you just went down, said you was going down the street to 7-Eleven, you know, to the convenience store. And it don't take two hours, even if you're walking. It don't mm. take two hours to just go to the store and come back. But if, if you're not going to say, if you're not going to be where you say you're going to be, you know. When do you, what you say, say you're going to do. Yeah. You know, if you don't keep your word, then you're not trustworthy. And so that's why um, your spouse is constantly what you believe to be nagging you about where where are you and where, you know, how come it took you so long to go here and there. And, you know, you don't answer your phone. You don't mm-hmm. return calls. You I know. check the mileage in your car and the trip <laughs> to 7-Eleven <laughs> is 2.6 miles uh, round trip and your car had... 
16.8 extra miles on it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all that stuff. You know, it, craziness. It's, yeah, and and it's and it's. I I just feel okay. If you just going two three miles, and you know your spouse is like because you're on you're not trustworthy, and your spouse touches the hood of your car, your, the hood of your car should not be hot. Meaning you was driving somewhere you ain't had no business driving because you went further than a few miles to go to 7-Eleven. But these are the things that come up. These are the things you have to deal with when you're not a trustworthy person Mm -hmm. because you don't go where you say you're going and you don't come home when you say you're coming home. And I can... And you do it habitually. I think that's the thing that could possibly affect trust. Somebody who constantly does it. it then why they get married? But I'm saying it can happen, you know, once mm-hmm. or twice. Yeah, 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 say, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what? I took the long way home kind of thing. Or, oh, my bad. I didn't tell you I was going to stop to the grocery store on the way home or, you know, something along those lines. But if it's something that happens all the time, then, and I'm talking about someone who they got married and it ha- started happening after they were already married. They're, what they need to do is pivot and make the correction of making sure their spouse is in a safe place, feels in, they, they have a feeling that they're in a safe place. Because I'm just going to put myself on, on blast. Did, we've had this conversation a couple of times um, where you said, I called you. Well, I, I was in the office at work. You was like, I called you, called my cell phone. And I didn't answer. And I said, oh, I didn't have my phone because I left my phone in the office, in my office, blah, blah, blah. So I had to make a conscious effort, one, to walk around at, at work with my phone and make sure my ring is on. And the reality is, y'all, I'm not tripping. No, no, I'm not saying you are. I'm <laughs> okay. not saying you are. But that's just a conversation we've had because I know for a period in our marriage that I was untrustworthy. I wasn't trustworthy. So I don't ever want to give you the the impression or the thought that, you know. We're going back down. Yeah, we're going back down. Memory the, lane. Road. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I need to have my phone with me. I need to make sure the ring is on. So I hear it. And, you know, I'm walking around the building, whatever, whatever. So that's that's what I'm saying about having, you know, being a trustworthy or not trustworthy person is that you need to, to a certain extent, calm the fears of your spouse. Now, I'm not saying go overboard if they're calling you every two minutes. You know, that, that's something totally different. Yeah, you might have to deal with that on, a, on another level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's something wrong if they checking in every few minutes. Yeah. Then, then there's some issues that have to be addressed when yeah, I say on another no, level. 30 text messages and calls and all this other stuff that you have trust issues and what, what's going to happen is you're going to get your spouse fired from their job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you're going to get your spouse fired from their job because you keep calling up there. You're calling their supervisor. You're calling their manager. Come on now. What, what kind of what kind of we supposed right, to be put adults? Out, put out a search party for yeah, them. I was going to say, what kind of foolishness? Like this, hey, what kind of foolishness is this? You know, well, I called Johnny's desk and Johnny wasn't there. Johnny's in the meeting. I'm just, Johnny's in the meeting. Johnny is a, kind of an important person. I know you find it hard to believe, but your spouse is kind of an important person at work and they're in meetings, they're in conferences. And they, the truth of the matter is, 
they, they, they're doing their job. So you just have to understand that, you know, Johnny, Sarah, Kim, these are important people at their job and they have meetings. They have, you know, things they have to be a part of and they can't necessarily. And they get paid to work. They don't get paid to talk to uh, hey. to, to Boo Thang and, and Honey Bear and Sweetie Pie and who whoever you are at home. Yes, you are the number one priority, but they are getting paid to do a job. Yes, and they are. And I pray penny too. When I call you, I'll say, um, and you know, most of the time Doug will answer and say, Oh, I'm on another call or, you know, can I call you back just to make sure everything is good. And I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, I know you're at work. You know, I just, you know, either had a quick question, I could text you, or sometimes it's just as simple I call to say I love you. I don't check in on Doug on a regular basis, um, and he doesn't do the same thing with me because we've gotten to the point in our marriage where uh, we trust each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, lack of trust is not an issue. Where are you doing? Who are you with? Where are you going? Kind of thing. Um, but we are accountable to one another, yeah. and that's why we can have trust. And I think that's important for people who are married and who desire to be married, that accountability is key. If you're accountable with one another and open and honest, like you said, communicating, that's where you can avoid um, falling into you know pitfalls yeah. of not having trust in your relationship. One, being open and honest and not doing anything that's going to break mm-hmm. that trust and then keeping those lines of communication uh, open as well is so important. I like one of the things you said earlier about communication is that you said hearing my heart. So a lot of times people say, you're not listening to me. And then another person will say in the conversation, I'm listening to you. You ain't that, saying anything. But, but <laughs> even if you're listening, did you hear me? Mm-hmm. There is a big difference in listening to someone and hearing someone, back in the day we used to listen, uh, watch uh, the old cartoon Charlie Brown, and the adults oh, never yeah. had any words. The adults in the cartoon was womp, 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 womp. So maybe that's what the person is listening to. But you have to hear their heart. Hear not just the words they're saying, but understand their heart, where they're coming from. And that's where communication uh, lines are open. You don't want to have closed communication lines where you're talking and you're listening, but you're not hearing. You're just talking to get your point out. Exactly. We've all been having those conversations where you're not listening to the other person. You just want them to be quiet or pause so you can say what you want to say, what's on your mind, and you're not really listening to them. Yeah, hurry up because I'm waiting for my turn. Yeah. <laughs> so we we have to, um, as you said, trust in God and trust each other. So important, yes. If, if you want your marriage to be all that God has for, you, for it to be, there's going to come a point in time where you, you just have to trust each other. And you're going to have to trust the God in each other more so than you trust each other. Because I, and I know there, Renee, and I've had conversations and, you know, I'm like, I don't know, but I trust the God in you. 
So if God told you to do this, and you know, I believe God will make a way. And mm. she's, you know, said the same thing to me. I'm not sure about this podcast, but I believe I trust the God in you. And it's like, okay, you know, I, so I would, when it comes to trust, you don't want to abuse the trust that your spouse has put in you for all my uh, brothers that are listening. Because um, we, we all, we don't want to go to that, oh, I'm the head of the house and, you know, we're going to do it why I say and blah, 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 blah. That's, that's not going to... That's not a long-term solution. That may you may win the argument, but you're gonna lose the war. I don't think I said that right, but you're gonna win something, but lose the war. Win the battle, lose the war. I think it's something like that. Don't ask me. Okay. Don't get me so, to lying. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to make sure that you believe and you trust in the God of your spouse more so than you trust your spouse. And again, there are some people that are listening to this podcast that you just have made bad decisions you've lied to your spouse you've uh, mistreated them you've abused them and misused and all that all those words and you have to um, build up that trust and you can't it can't be done on your on your time frame it's on their time frame so you messed up and now you like oh I messed up you know a month ago you don't trust me now? No, it's only been a month. Yeah, in their mind, you should be over it by yeah. now. Come on now. No. What, what's my mama saying? You can't step on, I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. She says, you can't step on somebody's toe and tell them uh, if it hurt or how long it hurt. Yeah. Um, so basically, if you've broken trust with somebody, you can't say you should be over it when I say you should be over it. No, um, you have to give that person time and you have to give them grace Yeah, uh, because, you know, you betrayed their trust. Yeah. And especially if trust was an issue for them before or if trust had been broken before. Um, and I'll be transparent with our audience about me because, you know, my saying, um, we're going to keep it real and we're going to keep it raw. When we, Doug and I got married, and of course we got married very young, we didn't know what we were doing, but trust was an issue for me. And although we got married young, in my teenage relate boyfriend-girlfriend relationships, um, I always had um, guys break my trust. So when Douglas and I got together, trust, I didn't know that was, you just said this trust was already an issue. That's why I was always asking you, who's that you talking to and who's that and having an issue with it. Wow. Um, And so um, when we got married, all of that baggage went into our marriage of me not trusting Douglas. I was actually projecting the broken trust that I experienced as a teenager onto my husband. And it went on for years where I just did not trust Doug. And Doug would say, well, if you don't trust me, I might as well do something. (laughs) That sounds so much like me. Since you don't trust me. I hated that you would say that. And I was like, what in the world? What kind of flim-flam operation (laughs) you running up in here? Um, Oh, my goodness. That sounds like me. So I had to deal with my lack of trust issues. And... Sometimes 
you could have a lack of trust and nobody has broken your trust. It's just a self-esteem issue that you have that you have to work on within yourself that you don't that you don't think you're enough or you don't think you're worthy to be treated special or to be treated uh, with the utmost respect. And that thing can be projected on to your spouse as well. Um, so sometimes you have to look at the man or the woman in the mirror and and do a, a self-evaluation and say, why don't I trust? And if you don't get an answer, then you have to go to God and say, God, you know, show me if I have an issue with trusting my spouse, why do I have it? Sometimes you have to dig deep into the archives of your experience of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Though Sometimes it's hard to deal with buried issues or hidden issues that you haven't dealt with. But sometimes you got to get to the root cause of that thing to get to deal with the lack of trust in your life so yeah. that you can be healed and then ultimately your marriage can be healed and whole. Because you can't have a, a whole marriage if you're both broken. Now, that's not to say you both are perfect because that's... That's a that's that's, different conversation. That's, yeah, and that's not the case. The, the reality of it is you both come into it with relationships. But if you have unresolved issues and and brokenness that you're not dealing with and going through the process of getting healed from, you're going to have a hard time, a harder time, uh, sustaining and maintaining a healthy marital relationship. Yeah, you could have um, daddy-daughter issues, mm-hmm. um, trust issues, mother-son trust issues. So even if it wasn't a boyfriend or a girlfriend that broke your heart or did something to betray your trust. It could have been your parents or the lack or maybe no parents at all, you know, lack of a parental figure in your life. So these are all things that you have to be mindful of. And I want to come back to uh, something we were talking about earlier about, you know, messing up and my mother saying, you know, you step on my foot, how long you can, you don't have the right to tell me, to get over it, but, mm-hmm. and I'm paraphrasing what you paraphrase my mom say. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a rhetorical question: How long does it take to heal a broken heart? That you know, a broken heart only God can really heal a broken heart. Exactly. And it's going to take some time, some effort, and to get over what you did, or especially if you caused this issue. If you went out there and did something you had no business doing or saying something you had no business saying, and now your spouse is dealing with a broken heart, you don't have any right whatsoever to say you need to get over it. That's not that's you don't have that. And if you did say that, you need to apologize to your spouse. Right. And you need to repent before God. Yeah, because you're wrong on all every which way you can turn. In this situation, you're, you're just wrong on so many levels. So you don't have the right or the opportunity to say or the it's not. <laughs> it's <laughs> modern technology. I'm not laughing at the subject. I'm laughing at my son. Kids have the perfect. I don't care how old your children get. They have perfect timing. Impeccable. Timing. Impeccable timing. Yeah. <laughs> No matter how old they get, when they little and, you know, you're trying to have a little husband-wife time and they come in the room and start knocking on the door. You try I, to sneak and have a snack. 
Yeah. And then and, they come the little crumb snatchers, yeah, wasn't it? They, like, where'd you come from? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we digress. But but we want to, again, if you messed up or if you did something to break the trust in your relationship with your spouse, you have to humble yourself. You have to put your pride down, your ego, and you have to um, submit one to another. That's, that's biblical. And you, it may, you know, it may, it may be uh, humbling, you know, for you to have to do the things you have to do to rebuild the trust from your spouse. But you have to do that. You messed up and you don't have any right to say it's been three weeks, a month or whatever. You need to get over it. No, you broke your spouse's heart. And so now you have to go through the process of while God is healing them, you just got to you just got to grin and bear it. I wish I could say it another way, but you just got to. Yeah, you just got to grin and bear it. Yeah, because what comes to mind is what comes along with a broken heart is grief. Mm. And when someone is grieving the loss of something, whether it's the loss of a loved one, a loss of a job, a loss of a health you know, issue. The loss of uh, trust. A, a loss. Thank you. Thank you. I was trying to help you out because you said you wasn't feeling good. So thank I'm just trying to help you out. Lost of a, um, lost of trust. Um, that is a form of grief. And so everyone has to go through their own healing process. And a broken heart, depending on the type of heartbreak, Sometimes you'll never be totally over it, but God will give you the grace and the strength to keep moving ahead with that with that um that brokenness. scar or that brokenness on your heart. It's like the scripture Paul says that he is a thorn in his flesh. It's something that is that God may use to keep you humble. And um I don't know exactly where that scripture is. It it might be in. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to lie. It's in the new. <laughs> it's in. We know it's in the New Testament. Paul wrote it's in the New Testament. <laughs> it's in the New Testament. Um, but Paul said that um, that God gave me this thorn in my in my flesh, and sometimes there'll be certain things that you have to live with. That God's gonna keep that little nagging thing poking you in your side to keep you humble. But he will give you the mercy and the grace to do it and the strength to do it. So um, we'll continue next week uh, talking about trust and talking about faith. Yeah, we didn't even get to faith. We didn't get to faith yet. But it's but, coming. But, it, but it's coming. And I like Doug added a third element. We talked about trusting God, trusting each other, and trust the God in each other. And we'll be back next week talking about that and faith. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.